Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Only One Call Away. We hope that you're doing well. It's been a crazy week. Me and Melanie, I feel like we got out of our unmotivated phase and now we found our drive. We're picking shit back up and we're ready to take off. So, Melanie, what's up? How are you feeling? I'm feeling motivated and tired at the same time. Yeah. Those two feelings are coexisting. I don't know how, but they are. It's interesting because I totally feel you on the motivated and tired spectrum. I feel like I have 10,000 things to do and I'm like, go, go, go. I'm going to make a list and I'm going to do everything. And then I get to like half of one and I'm like, oh my God, it's already midnight. It's time to go to sleep. Like, there's only so many hours in the day, you know, and I feel like that's just, it's so frustrating, especially with working full time. Like, it's not even eight to five that's taken. It's fucking 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. at nighttime. See, I just thought of something personal. Hold on. I just thought of- Oh my God. You scared me. I thought you saw a ghost behind me or something. Okay, okay. Okay. I submitted my application for graduation next month. <gasps> That shit was hard, and I'm ready for a new beginning. Yes, bitch, yes. We got our degrees in 2021. So shout out to y'all if y'all are getting your degrees. And if you're not, like, it's fine, you know? Schooling Mm -hmm. for everybody. Okay, congratulations to Melanie for submitting her graduation application. Mm -hmm. When I submitted mine and I saw the fees, I was like, why I gotta pay to graduate? But do you get to walk on stage? Um, yes, I think so. Yay! Let's get into today's topic. We are very honored to be a part of a generation that is actively trying to break generational cycles and motivated to heal and grow and just learn more about ourselves. So, without further ado, <laughs> Sam, do you want to go first? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> What I gotta say about unlearning, I have Mm. deep problems with attachment and I feel like unlearning is all about detaching, you know? So one of the first things that I put down is I'm trying to unlearn my codependency and honestly the pandemic helped me with that a lot because I couldn't be around nobody. Like, I was so codependent that I would have hella free time and I would just go hang out with almost anybody that wanted to hang out with me. You know, like, I would drive to them, take them out to eat, like, drive to them, go to the beach, you know? Like, I would just go so out of my way to not be alone and to be in someone else's company. But then when the pandemic happened, I was like you know what, I don't even want to be around anybody, and I fucking can't, so I realized that I'm okay alone, I don't have to be around other people, like, whew, that shit, and it feels good, it feels good. What about you? I'm happy for you. Thank you. 
don't even know which one to start with. This is kind of difficult for me to like write down what I'm trying to unlearn because I feel like I'll think I'm unlearning something and then all of a sudden like I'll go back to my old ways of thinking so then it it makes me feel like I'm not really unlearning it but you also like it's not like a light switch right okay so the first one I wrote down was that being lost isn't always a bad thing the reason I wrote this one down is because I feel like I've had so many moments in my life where I was afraid to admit to myself that I was lost, like that I didn't know what I was doing with my life or that I didn't know what my purpose was, even like who I am at times. I was afraid because I felt like if I, if I were lost, then I would be wasting my time while I'm here. And the thought of wasting something that you can never get back always made me feel anxious or depressed and I just I wanted to be confident in where I stand and while being lost I learned the most about myself during those times I feel like I healed the most while I was lost it made me question like what my purpose is yeah I saw this quote and it was like you know we we go through life looking for answers when we're really just here to explore mm -hmm. and like how how fun would life be if we knew the answers like we really have to take this time to learn and unlearn like certain things because i think we feel like we're lost because we don't have those answers because we don't have the house we want the car we want all of those things and we think like as soon as we get these little accomplishments or these little things that we're closer and closer to it but then you see people that have maseratis and lambos that are really sad and depressed you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's really that internal thing and like we talked about in another episode like trusting yourself like Okay, I'm a little lost, but I know where home is. And home is in me, like, and that's all that matters. Like, I think Sabrina Claudio has a song called Confidently Lost. And... Ooh, I like I, song. Right, because, like, we are... Well, maybe we not all are confidently lost, but I feel <laughs> like that's something that we're attaining or trying to at least, like... Yeah there is a purpose there's a purpose in being lost you know mm -hmm. and like that's what i was thinking about when i wrote that down like i've been trying to learn to be comfortable with being lost and it's okay to be lost as long as you aren't giving up on yourself and you're not just sitting in your own sorrow like yes don't i think it's just like don't give up just because you're lost you know you really have to make the most of it and granted there are days where it's hard and like you literally can't like throughout the past three weeks probably more i have not been able to pull myself out of that but with time it got easier so we back on track okay so my next one some real Scorpio sun, Sag <laughs> rising shit. Okay. 
This is like my, but this is more my Sagittarius side. Being too blunt or direct. Oh, I have a good example. Like, for when I turned 21, I was really bitter about men. Things never change. But I was really bitter about <laughs> men. And this guy came up to me and was like, wow, you're so beautiful. And I was so dismissive to him. I was literally like, I'm not interested. Thank you for the compliment, but goodbye, right? Mm-hmm. And... At 21, I didn't give a fuck. I was like, whatever, he'll get over it. But now, at a mature 25, I'm like, men have feelings too. People have feelings too. That probably, regardless of like how creep, well, he wasn't even that creep, but regardless of it all, that takes courage to go up to someone. So now I've learned like, oh, thank you so much, you know, and just see what they say. And then be like, oh, you know, like, I'm not really looking to hang out with. Or, you know what, I'm just trying to stay with my girls tonight. So, mm-hmm. have a good night, you know? Like, I've learned to do that rather than be like, good fucking bye. Get out of my face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. But honestly, that and, like, I grew up with three older sisters, right? All of them are intense, but two of them are very direct, low-key mean. Love y'all if you're listening. But they just, they tell you how it fucking is. So I guess I created a defense mechanism by moving like that through life. But now with certain situations that are going on in my life, you know, I tell them like, maybe we should have a more gentle approach. I think the feedback from the other person will be a lot better and we don't want the other person to shut down you know and they've been more receptive to it um it's a learning it's a fucking process you know that's good thank you that's kind of like the opposite of me i'm not blunt at all like i'm at times i can be like a people pleaser where i won't say Mm -hmm. how i feel so i don't think you necessarily have to get rid of it but maybe like know when to bring that side of yourself out because sometimes you do need to tell people like directly how it is yeah yeah and it it comes down to discernment right so being able to identify and assess a situation and you know responding to it with what it really needs like if someone's grabbing on my friend at the club hell yeah i'm gonna run up on them and be like what the fuck are you doing but if someone is trying to like and this hasn't happened, but let's say someone cuts me in line or something by accident, and I'm like, hey, there's a line, you know, that's kind of, for some people it's regular, but I feel like a better approach would be like, oh, I'm actually in line, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, ha- I do have an issue with being a people pleaser too. For some reason, in romantic relationships, it's so hard for me to speak on my needs. Like, I just shut down. And I don't say anything. So that's something that I'm going to have to learn, you know, when my husband comes around, baby. I'm here waiting. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say something. I was going to say, I think that it's, for me, it's easier to communicate my needs in a relationship rather than, like, doing it with like my family or my friends or wow. even just like associates 
Yeah. Because for me, it feels easier to be vulnerable with them because you're already in a vulnerable relationship. You know? Mm. I mean, if it's if it's healthy, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Maybe because I would consider myself to have to have not been in a real serious relationship like that so the reason why i don't advocate for my needs and whatnot is because in my head i'm like he gonna leave i'm asking for too much you know Mm. but but those aren't the relationships that i'm pursuing anymore so they gonna have to deal with all of this okay Mm -hmm. and then some because my mom was a scorpio too bitch with (laughs) fuck I think I'm gonna just bring up this one since we're talking about relationships. Um, I wrote down. um, (laughs) I wrote down. I wrote down moments of peace and stillness in a relationship doesn't mean anything negative. Mm, When things are calm. mm -hmm, I'm gonna explain that because I feel like some people are like, duh, bitch, like why that's that's what we all want you know we all want to feel comfortable and safe in a relationship and have everything just be chill i didn't even know that that i felt uncomfortable with this until until being in the in the relationship that i'm in right now because prior to this relationship i was single for like for like five or six years which is a very long time and I was single from when I was like 18 to like 22, which is like mm-hmm. the, the young age where honestly nobody wants to settle down and everybody's playing with mm-hmm. each other. So I definitely went through my fair share of casual dating, casual hooking up or one-sided situationships. And... In these moments, I always found myself being the one that cared more, that had more feelings for the person. I always found myself trying to prove to them that I was good enough. And I never thought about what it would feel like when I actually did get someone that reciprocated the same feelings as me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And even just like my history with men always being like toxic and then just seeing like i'm sorry family (laughs) but (laughs) the the relationships in my family a lot of them are toxic and a lot of them involve fighting arguing being disrespectful to each other and it always being kind of like a fight so being in the relationship that i'm in right now when we have moments where it seems quiet and it doesn't seem like like there's something to fight about or fight for like I can I can honestly just sit down and relax in the beginning it felt uncomfortable because I wasn't used to it because I didn't know that that was normal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I thought like damn like nothing's happening right now like are we okay like is it getting boring or um aren't we supposed to be like a certain way you know i don't i'm kind of like losing it but i i hope that you understand like what yeah I'm yeah yeah it's like it's like 
like that squirrel from Ice Age, how like mm-hmm. n- he's chasing the nut forever, 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 wow. and then like w- <laughs> I don't remember if he gets it, but once he gets so. it, he's right. So let's just imagine that he gets it. Once he gets it, like how the hell he gonna fit it in? <laughs> anyway, okay, but like, <laughs> but once he gets it, it's kind of like okay. So what do we do now, you know? Yeah. But you really just get to enjoy each other. And, like, that's exactly. the beauty. The beauty is that your relationship gets to be calm. Mm-hmm. And that says a lot about you both. Because, like you mentioned, there are so many relationships that don't get to be calm. I know a relationship about two doors down from me. <laughs> love to her and like that's their love language you know what i mean like just taking little snags at each other and stuff where i'm like oh my god my head would hurt and i would punch him in the penis like i don't i don't know so it is beautiful to just sit enjoy and accept that it's not weird right nothing is wrong nothing's wrong exactly and but it is kind of hard too when you have a relationship and everyone else around you doesn't have a relationship like that so it feels almost like you can't ask anybody like is this okay or um is this normal because for them mm-hmm. it's like i don't know like they, they might even say like it's dying right <laughs> like, like the relationship's dying like yeah not arguing like mm. that's unhealthy or, fights are healthy even yeah or even um i've seen videos on tiktok of girls being like when things are too good between me and my boyfriend and I start an argument for no reason. Bitch, I would rather punch myself in the face and be single. <laughs> like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why is that even, like... But I, I understand. I feel like... For, like, the drama, you know? Right. A part of that is low-key human nature, too. Yeah. That's crazy. It's normal to be at peace in your relationship uh, and... um. I think that we should all believe that we're worthy of that. Yes, we deserve peace. Shit ain't gotta be chaos, bruh. It don't gotta be, like, a drama, a novella for it to be worth And you know what? I wonder if a part of that is because when people, like, when their ego, when their egos aren't being stroked, so they're like, you know what? Let me make him jealous so that he could pop off and I can... I can for sure know that he cares, you know, or like, yeah. So it's really, it's really interesting. But so my last point is unlearning expectations. Damn, that's a big one. So I realized like just because I'm quote unquote unlearning expectations doesn't mean that I don't have them. You know what I, okay, let let me check. just okay so i'm learning to i'm learning to transition my expectations into standards because i'm i'm not gonna have expectations i mean i'm gonna try really hard not to have expectations but if you don't live up to the standard like and that goes for Friends, I'm going to hold them to a certain standard. I'm going to hold my family members to a certain standard. And, like, my future partner, like, he's going to be held to a certain standard. And it's, like, 
like, I feel like with expectations, in my mind, shit is not communicated. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, I expected you to, you know, do X, Y, Z. Whereas if it's a standard, it's like, boo, you know that I asked of this from you. You know? And I don't even, I can't even give an example. What would be a good example? Like, kind of like, like kind of like setting a boundary like if some if you say i when we argue i don't like when you raise your voice at me that that'll be like a standard you have like i would like to communicate better when we argue and then then time goes on and you guys have an argument and they start yelling at you then it's like okay you're not respecting this boundary you're not respecting you're not living up to the standard that i need exactly rather than just like an expectation being like oh, you should have known this. Like, you should have read my mind. Like Exactly, like exactly. You right, know and you better. know what? I, th- I think a good example, too, would be dates. Like, I am queen of home dates. I love being at home and chilling with homeboy, like, and watching Netflix and stuff like that. But I would still low-key expect them to take me out, and they wouldn't. But why? Because I didn't hold no type of standard, like, the bar was set hella low. They were like, you know what? She cool with Netflix and chilling. So we go on Netflix and chill mm-hmm. till our fucking eyes burn. Till you know? there ain't no more freaking films to watch. Right. <laughs> there movies to watch. ain't no Netflix. We don't suck the shit out of Hulu. Like, there's nothing else. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's something that I, I have to unlearn. And I haven't thought about this until right now. But even with myself, like... I right like I expect myself to you know do this and that with my next book or or our next project or even with only one call away and stuff but a standard is different where it even feels more like mature and more organized and um yeah so I'm just gonna hold shit to a different standard that Mm -hmm. I deserve I feel like expectations also come with timelines. Standards mm-hmm. don't. Standards are just mm-hmm. concrete. All right, Melanie. So what's your last one, bitch? This is actually, this isn't even something that I'm unlearning. This is something that I unlearned. Like past Ooh, times. okay. Flex on us then. Good progress. Um, therapy isn't only for people who have it worse than you. Wow, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I've been going to therapy for a year now. And it's been a very long journey. And <clears throat> I'm really proud of myself for it. But the point of me writing that down is because before I even thought about therapy... I didn't think that my problems were worthy of, like, too much attention. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of, like, I minimized my own problems to the point where I allowed them to grow really big to the point where I had to go to therapy. And it was, like, stuff that was built up from a very long time ago that I didn't confront because I thought that I thought that I didn't need to face it cuz it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. Mhm. But 
going to therapy, I learned that like everybody has trauma, no matter how big or small you think it is. And it's even it's even stupid to compare like your trauma to someone else because we're so fucking complex. Mm-hmm. And then it it also taught me that that everyone needs therapy because you go to therapy to heal from the people who need therapy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes, ma'am. It's really the people that look at you like you crazy once you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, like, once you admit it. And it's really hard to tell family. Like, I remember when mm-hmm. I mentioned to, like, even when I was going to therapy, I I only went, like, three times because it was really expensive and I didn't have good medical insurance. But um, I went and I would hide it from my family because I don't want them to think that, like, something's wrong with me or I don't want them to have guilt about how about their part in it because let's be honest like everybody got a little part in it you feel me but so I hid it from them for a minute and then I I brought it up one time and they looked at me and they were like why and there are some things that I can't tell them you know um but they still looked at me crazy like oh she's She's not good. And it's like, bitch, none of us are. Exactly. Like, none of us are good right now. And I know you like to think that you are, but that's why you've been yelling so much. Mm -hmm. I think that another reason why I put it off, too, was because of the judgment. I think that there's kind of like a... Stigma. Like, people might think that you only go to therapy, like, if you're crazy. Like, they might think that, like... If you're crazy or like you're down bad, like you're at rock right. bottom, things you really have need to, to be, be at rock bottom. Right, things have to be extraordinarily difficult and tragic in order for a person to go to therapy. And even then, they're still looked at as like, mm, like damn, weak. well, you need, you needed a stranger to tell you. Yeah. yeah, I did because they don't fucking know shit about me or about us. So I need someone who is not biased. You know, it takes a lot to go (laughs) sign up and sit in a room and roll the dice on who you get. I'm glad that you learned that, Melanie, because I do admire you for going to therapy. It's something that, like, I eventually want to do myself when my bank account is looking right. Because, you know. Better help. Please sponsor us. Come on. (laughs) Use our discount code. (laughs) We will be doing a part two to this because we didn't get to read off all of our, all of the things we had on our list, and we do think that it's they're worthy of another episode, and we do want you guys to hear it. Yes. So if there's anything that you are currently unlearning, please comment it on our Instagram. I posted up a story um, this morning, and I've gotten some feedback. Like someone said they're unlearning the victim mentality Mm. and they're unlearning like putting themselves down and a whole bunch of other stuff so we really would love to hear from y'all because my brain and melanie's brain yeah they be working you know (laughs) but it'd be awesome to get more perspectives Thank you for listening to another episode of Only One Call Away. 
feel free to share with a friend and tag us on Instagram at only one call away with two Ys at the end. Please leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts to let us know what you think. And we'll see you guys in the next episode.